0: Well, we are excited to have our next guest with us on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one oh seven one streaming live at my talk one oh seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We had wondered yesterday what an actual local comic would think about the fact that Acme Comedy has opened up the club to Louis C.K. for eight shows. Yeah. In
1: in fact, uh, the first two shows, I think, were last night. There's going to be two more tonight and then each night through Friday. So Louis C.K. in the Twin Cities is the first time he's been in the Twin Cities, I think, since his fall from uh, grace, if Mm -hmm. you will, uh, after he admitted that he um, did some really disturbing things to other people.
0: So we invited our friend Miss Shannon to join us. To just sort of kick around, what your thoughts as a local comic are. Hi, Miss Shannon. Hi, hi, hi,
2: hi. I like that you could describe me as an actual local comic.
0: You yes. okay.
1: are. You're a, you're the real deal. Like we can sit here and have opinions left, right, and center, but we knew you would have actually informed opinions about the matter because not only are you a local comic, but you're somebody who, um, you know, you, you've worked at Acme, right?
2: Yes, and I mean, I I mean, I consider Acme my home club. Um, that was the first place I ever did an open mic a million years ago, and I've been very fortunate to work there, you know, ever since. And, you know, I'm really good friends with a lot of the staff there as well.
1: Um, well, let's start with what your yeah, reaction was when you learned that Louis C.K. was going to be coming and doing a series of shows here. Well,
2: I mean, at first I was frustrated because I I knew that he was back out in the scene and I understand why he is back out in the scene. I was just kind of hoping that we wouldn't have to deal with it here in Minneapolis at this point. I am not surprised that we do um, because I really do think that he considers, and I don't want to completely speak for him, but I, I mean, he was very connected to Acme as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not surprised that it came up and You know, it's frustrating, and I'm torn because there are other people that I would prefer that they support. But, you know, I kind of look at it like, especially when you're a comedian. I mean, think about it as we're a really, really dysfunctional family. Mm -hmm. And like any family, you have uh, that awful uncle that you hope does not get continued uh, invitations to meals, (laughs) but you understand why they do. Uh Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, you know... It's, you know, it's frustrating. But, I mean, honestly, even if you look at the heinous things that he did, if you look at his act, he was kind of a miserable type, potentially heinous person in his act. So, when I mean, I just remember us talking about it when we first found out these stories before. His heinous acts were not ones that were like, oh, I'm so shocked that he did something, you know, you know, out of pocket, were we? Were we like, we're really like, no, not him. I don't think that that was the call when all of this came out back then.
1: Yeah, I don't. To be honest, I was not a fan of of him. I didn't know, so I don't know what his comedy was when all this happened. I feel like you know, to your point, he sort of cause, and I did read this too. And Neil Justin, who reviewed the show last night in the Star Tribune, he you know he said like his show is dark to begin with, and so, it always
0: has been. Yeah, yeah that's a, that right. is entirely true. Right, and so I mean, really,
2: I mean, I think that it's a combination of you know you understand why he's back out there um i don't think that everybody who bought a ticket was gangbusters in support of him i think a lot of them like to see trash fires burn or are hoping that maybe they could be in the room as he spiraled out of mm. control i think right. they like to watch you know interesting things like that yeah. um and you know i you know i'm just trying as much as possible to reframe the conversation to okay, if you don't support this kind of work, what are you actively doing to showcase the things that you do support? Mm. Um, Because we like to write negative letters, but do you write letters for all of the comedians that you love? You know, are you buying tickets for them? Are you, you know, out promoting their Netflix special so that, you know, every bad, you know, because this is also one of those, well, bad press is still press. Right. So what are you doing to have positive buzzes out there? And then also what are you doing to support – all of the contract workers that are involved because, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the people that work at Acme, that's their second job, you know, they're bartenders, they're servers, like any other industry. There's not a comedy union. There's not a, you know, you know, that's not how we work. And so, you know, it's, it's frustrating to know that there are people in any position that you may have fundamental differences in the, in their methodology, but, you aren't always in a position as a coworker to sit there and take a stand and have
0: your business owner listen to what you say.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Miss Shannon, you know, what kind of how comedy works? What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on sort of the length that that Louis C.K. went to to keep? all of the content of this act under wraps in terms of, you know, mandating that nobody bring their phones in. In fact, not only can you not bring your phones in, but they're going to be locked outside of the room and that you can't recite anything verbatim that you hear in the act, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I think that was on his part, you know, because I got the email with the writer in it um, because everybody who wanted to buy tickets, they put it all out and they were very clear about it. Um, I think that that has happened before, but it's never been as promoted. But if you're Louis C.K., do you really want a bunch? You know that there are people that are looking for those gotcha moments. Um, And, you know, you saw it with, you know, Dave Chappelle. You saw it, you know, even when people aren't under fire, it still gets spun out of control. Look how much we talked about Tiffany Haddish over New Year's Eve. Right. So... Um, I think that that's just uh, I'm clearly working on new stuff. and he's you know, if he especially if he's working on a special, you know, he's probably trying to throttle back on the storyline and try and and create this as an autobiography, not all of us writing his biography. And he has enough pull and sway that he can do that. You know, that's not something that's only happening because he's in Minneapolis. He can do that. You know, he, for him went out on enough of a crescendo that now that he's back out, you know, there's some people that are gonna give him a shot. You know, yeah. and that's and that's the part where I'm conflicted about is that we as human beings like those we like to have a you know, a story of redemption. Right. You know, now whether Louis C.K. is going to be that story of redemption, because even if he redeems back to who he was, he was still a grumpy pain in the butt as it was. Right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and I didn't work with him on big strings, but I opened for him for a while before he got his TV show back, you know, in me a million years ago. And he gave me some very good, info, you know, advice. That was also really jaded and grumpy, it very fit his persona. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I had told the story before where he was the one that told me that these are your coworkers, not your friends, you know all of these people, and that's a probably i think a very telling statement from him is that a lot of people you know aren't trying to help him get you know have a have that comeback story, yeah, and he knows he's going to have to get it on his own and decide what route he's going to be, and that's his his karma you know it's like i do my act based upon what i think are funny and what i want my audience to um what emotions i want to tap in for my audience and i'm sure he does that as a comedian and a performer as well and so if you don't go all in and double down on what that louis ck ism is i would not be
1: surprised yeah you know miss shannon I would you would not know, be surprised before we let you go so you know you talked about the mm-hmm. importance of you know putting a positive message out there and sort of highlighting the good stuff in addition to the bad stuff. Give us the name of, you know, like a somebody we should go see in the Twin Cities that maybe we haven't heard of before to kind of counterbalance the attention that That's we've now given idea. Louis C.K. over the last few days.
2: Well, you know, other than seeing me on on Sunday, um, <laughs> um, you know, there's some really great local comedians in town like, you know Mary Mack, and then I think you know she you know, there's people that have heard of her. she's a great you know stand up comedian and folk humorist you know who's from the midwest and and is based out of here and does some work in l a now. Her husband Tim Harmston, is amazing if you ever get a chance to see either of them if you see their name pop up on anything you know there there are some really good writers in town, you know. A friend of mine named Brian Miller runs an open mic at Eric the Red. You know, I mean, there's, there's lots of pockets of comedy here, and there will be people that you like at Acme, again. There will be people that you like at the House of Comedy, at the Mall of America, and at the New Hope Cinema Grill. And so I just want people to be as prolific in their responses for things that they enjoy as they are for things that they find loathsome. Absolutely. I love it. Well,
0: Miss you know, Shannon, you know. thank you so much for uh, joining us and giving oh, us kind of a really great, well-rounded perspective on, uh, on, on this. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Everybody do better. Do better. Do yes, better. Exactly. I like it. Thank you, Miss Shannon. Uh, that was Miss Shannon weighing in on uh, the Louis C.K. shows that yeah, are no, going on hear, this week at Acme.
1: Because, you know, there are a lot of people talking, you know, out of sides of their mouth, like, what is this? What is this? and so it's good to hear somebody say, like, let's maybe try to focus on the positive as well while we can. And
0: yeah, and it is interesting because, you know, for as much as we've sort of Put our attention toward the fact that Louis C.K. has been on stage at uh Acme last night. Will be again tonight. And for the next two nights, you know, I wonder how many people are really able to say who else is on stage at Acme coming yeah. up. You know, it, to her point, let's have, you know, let's get out there and actually patronize really great comedians if we want to have a voice. Indeed. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys, we are doing it wrong um as always. We should be selling food at the State Fair. Yep. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. You guys were doing it wrong. We're in the wrong business. It's true. <sighs> we should be selling food at the State Fair. This yeah, is the Colleen and Bradley fun. show. My Talk One O Seven One streaming live at My Talk One O Seven One dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um yeah. Did you see these numbers?
1: So um, I came across this story earlier this morning and I thought to myself, self, uh, we really need to TikTok start selling some stuff at the state fair. So um, it turns out <clears throat> we now know who made what. During the 2018 Minnesota State Fair, which is perfect timing if you think about it, because we're just at the start of another non-cold season, Mm -hmm. which means we're headed towards the state fair instead Mm -hmm. of away from the state fair.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, But we've got some numbers. First of all, if I just asked you, who do you think uh, made the most money at the Minnesota State Fair last year? Who would you think of I the mean, food vendors?
0: It's got to be Sweet Martha. Ding, ding to the ding in the ding. Mm, she made a bucket of money.
1: <laughs> well, she didn't make a bucket of money. She made like a like a, a lot of buckets. She of made so
0: many buckets of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, um, and there's a you know there's a fascinating story about Sweet Martha's. By the way, you should just read it because. She didn't want to start selling cookies. See now she that is fascinating to Wanted to start selling something else, and I'll I'll leave you to I'll leave that as the tease mm-hmm. for you to read a full story. But in addition to Sweet Martha's, Mar- well, let me start with Sweet Martha's. Yeah, because I want you to be thinking in the meantime. Yep. What would you sell? Oh, I've got it. At the Minnesota State Fair,
0: I've been thinking about it for years.
1: Oh my god, I'm very curious mm-hmm. and excited. Mm-hmm. But first of all, I want to tell you that with her three locations, Sweet Martha's has earned four point seven million dollars that's, that's how much uh they brought in last year
0: i mean that is unreal when you really consider and i know listen i know that it seems like it's 12 days of work to us because we're only at the state fair for 12 days i know that it is more than 12 days worth of work to work at the state fair oh yeah fair.
1: and ours isn't even actual work right. i mean they have to do work i
0: I meant the hours, like yeah. the the Minnesota yeah. hours, you know, like we get to visit for 12 days. Yeah. But the process of working at the fair and making food at the fair is more than a 12-day experience. But still, it is a lucrative experience when you've well, figured it out like Martha far has. Far and away,
1: because the next in line, number two, the mouth trap. which, God, who doesn't cheese love the curds, mouth trap cheese curds? Those the are best. the originals. And, well, I don't know if they're the originals, but they're the ones that I always get. They're the ones inside the food building. 1.35 million. That's so,
0: unbelievable.
1: Uh, or I shouldn't say 1.35 because I don't know how to do math. 1,355,000. Wow. Um, so I just find that to be incredibly interesting because, sweet, Martha's 4.7 or 4 million. Is that 4.7? Is that how Carry that Carry the one. I don't know how to do math. Almost $5 million yeah. worth of cookies. And the next person in line is the mouth trap at under $1.5 million. Yeah. That's crazy. Right.
0: And she's making like more than two times. Crazy. As much as the you other best. You would be
1: surprised at the third in line, though, for the vendors who made the most at the Minnesota State Fair. And I know I'm reading a list right now, so that sounds really exciting. Mm-hmm. But um, don't worry. Colleen's going to pitch us on what she's going to sell at the State Fair mm-hmm. in just a moment. Mm-hmm. But number three really surprised me.
0: Uh, it I only know what it is because I also read this list. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure three was the dairy building. No. Wasn't it?
1: Not the dairy building. The, oh, the, the dairy it's the Dairy Association, Association which includes yeah. not just the dairy uh, barn or the dairy bar in the mm-hmm. building, but also the all the milk you can drink. Where they have those big teats and you just walk up and oh yeah, nuzzle.
0: It's So it's different from what happens, you know. Okay, I'm not going to keep What are you talking. doing right now? Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> I just was going to make a dirty joke and then decided not to do that. Okay. Thank you. When um, Bradley was talking about nuzzling the teats at the dairy barn. They give you a cup, thanks. Yeah, they
1: do give you a cup. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, reach.
0: Used to be 25 cents, by the way.
1: Uh, that's an interesting story, inflation. but I also wanted to tell you that, um, it's followed by corn, the fresh French fries, fried pickles, blue barn, turkey legs, another cheese curd outfit. I won't even name them cause I don't feel like they're the original Mm-mm. and then, uh, giggles.
0: Uh, and Campfire that's, th- and that rounds out the, yeah, big that runs list at of- the top 10. All the people who make so much money at the state fair. Yeah, so
1: now you said that there was a food item you would sell at the Minnesota State Fair. I've been thinking
0: about this for years, and I cannot believe you cannot find this at the state fair.
1: Pray tell what is it?
0: A sushi roll on a stick. Oh.
1: That sounds nasty. At a hot state fair, you want to hand out raw fish?
0: Yeah. We're not gonna cook. You guys, I hate to break it to you, but we're not getting rich. I would get so rich off that watch. I'm not going to do it.
1: Fish at the stage I thought it was here. genius. Okay.
0: Oh. All right. I'm Crazy Stupid Idiots. Coming up next. Appropriate. I'd love to know what you would sell. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. These are your crazy, stupid idiots.
2: Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a
0: crazy, stupid idiot.
1: Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again off the heads of the stand-up. Florida. Florida. Florida.
0: Florida. Mm, Florida. That was the remix. Uh, we're not going to Florida first. We are going to Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Yes. In Cleveland, Ohio at 2 p.m. Um, on a Saturday, just a normal Saturday in Cleveland, 2 o'clock.
1: Mm-hmm. No big thing.
0: No big deal. Uh, this actually happened at the airport. Okay. Uh, Cleveland police officer was called uh, to assist TSA. Because there was a man who was being disruptive. Okay. This man had a service dog. Oh, okay. When the cop arrived to the scene, he was bitten.
1: Oh, no. When the
0: police officer arrived at the scene, he was
1: bitten. By the service dog? No. Oh.
0: By the man with the service dog. The disruptive man bit the officer and not the dog, meaning... Rather, the dog didn't bite the officer. The man with the dog bit the officer, and then that, that man backwards. was taken into custody, and uh, he he's being evaluated. Let's just say, disruptive man bit the police officer. Okay, so that's not one you get every day. No,
1: what did that's, they do?
0: They took him in. The guy who bit the now. What I want to know is what happened to the dog. Frankly, like if the. Guy who bit the officer is now in custody.
1: Yeah, and I don't know what they do. Where's with, the dog? I don't know. Hopefully somebody's taking care of the dog.
0: Yeah. In any case, oh. uh, the uh, incident is still under investigation. Okay. Don't bite a police officer.
1: Uh, that was Ohio, correct? Correct. Now we need to go to Tennessee. Okay. Do you know why? No. Because there's this guy. hmm And his name is Frederick Johnson. And Frederick Johnson is 30 years young. And it's not for why he was arrested. He was actually busted in mid-December for aggravated criminal trespass at a bus station where he was known to touch himself publicly and otherwise disrupt and cause fear amongst the passengers and patrons.
0: Okay, so he sounds like somebody who's perhaps been in trouble
1: with the law. Yeah, and that's why he was actually uh, in the jail experience Mm -hmm. from this uh, mid-December busting. That, but that, but the busting is not what actually gets him the crazy, stupid idiot status. Mm-hmm. It was what happened when they patted him down for this experience.
0: He relieved himself no, during the pat down.
1: He did not relieve himself. Now, what I should tell you is this is a man of a certain size. Oh, okay. <sighs> okay.
0: So oh, he accidentally p- fell down on the officer and crushed him? Oh, my
1: God. What kind of pancakes? No. Exactly. To quote my teacher from third grade. Precisely sixth grade um no in fact officers conducted a quote thorough pat down of johnson and found the following two knives a taser multiple bags containing what appeared to be controlled substances but were actually imitation narcotics because that's a thing like i don't want to carry real drugs so i'll just carry fake drugs fake ones Um, But at the time of his arrest, he had already been serving a three-year probationary term for a 2017 aggravated assault conviction. I mean, this is a guy with some stuff. But that's still not his crazy, stupid idiot status reason.
0: Okay. Well, because first of all, I got to wonder, where's he? That's a lot of stuff he's hiding.
1: Right? He's a big dude. Okay. he had some rolls. So
0: he was hiding Hiding them in his his rolls.
1: But Wait. There's more 30 year old Frederick Johnson was, uh, you know, they took his clothes off and they said, we're going to have to search you because we found some stuff and we think there's more. But wait, there's more. So they passed him. So they thought they got all the stuff.
0: I mean, because that's plenty.
1: That was plenty. All the things he told you. And they made him go through a metal detector inside lockup where he he went off. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. He didn't go off. So they oh, okay. proceeded to the next level of, you know, the bookage. Unfortunately, though, they did come across something else. And at first they were confused because, again, didn't set off the metal detectors. Right. right. But um, the the police officer was like, I think I see something protruding out of the side of, you know, that's pointing out in one direction. And Mr. Johnson said, well, that's my business. He
0: he had a, a large gift.
1: Yeah. And so, a special purpose. Then they decided to do a deeper search just to be safe. Okay. And they revealed another object of a semi erect nature that was protruding from the other side. He had two? Well, at first he said, that's my junk. And they were like, well, you know, that's not totally impossible that somebody would have two junks, but we don't feel like this is possible. So they did a little digging and they decided to ex- literally I mean literally <laughs> I, I, if I read this to you you would be c- interested in how this all works. Um they said, "Well, the possibility of the male member protruding in two different directions exists. The likelihood of such an ailment and the letter the lateral symmet- symmetrical nature of the object itself indicated to officers that a large object such as a pipe or club must be present." Whew. <laughs> they went into his fat roll and extracted
0: like it's a store
1: and extracted an approximately 24 inch machete wrapped in a pair of gym shorts that had been tucked so deeply into and covered by a fat roll that the metal detector did not reveal its presence prior to his entering the detention facility.
0: Like it was so padded by it was
1: so his covered. body. Can you imagine?
0: No. Anyway, well, they, I can, because I do watch my 600-pound life.
1: But I, that is just fascinating to me. They were able to pull out this 24-inch machete wrapped in a pair of gym shorts. From his fat roll. Oh, my God. That is just insane. Plus all the plus other, all the stuff, other you stuff you said. And plus, they had to like clarify what was what. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like you how had does a know- gym short wrapped machete look like that? I don't...
0: Just to, I just want to review all the things that were found in his rolls. Yeah. Mr. Johnson's rolls.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They did find Mr. Johnson's Johnson.
0: Exactly. Two folding knives, a taser, and multiple bags of drugs. And
1: a machete wrapped in gym shorts. Exactly.
0: Thank you. That's, I mean, I don't. I don't really want to see that movie, but I want to see that movie. Also, you know I, what I mean? Oh, you know,
1: for sure. And I also just love that they talked about the possibility of the male member protruding in two different cardinal directions exists, but the likelihood of such an ailment. Like, who who talks like that? Just a little uh, possibility.
0: People who have some humor over the fact that they just found a machete wrapped in gym shorts in Mr. Johnson's Body roll, role. yeah. Uh, okay, so finally, for our very last trick here on Crazy Stupid Idiots, we are going to land ourselves in Florida. Yes, it's time, friends. We've arrived in Florida. Yay. Okay, so we've heard stories like this before of somebody getting uh, what was that? <laughs> somebody getting <laughs> that? getting in trouble for drunk driving on in not a car, okay. right? Like, we've heard the story of the guy who got flagged for drunk driving on oh, a motorized... lounger. Yeah, lounger, exactly. Or
1: like a cooler, a yeah. beer cooler that was motorized.
0: This is a motorized lawnmower that we're going to talk about. And that's okay. not so crazy, stupid idiot, right? Because that's like, we've heard that before. Yeah. Somebody got busted for driving their lawnmower intoxicated. Mm-hmm. But um, Mr. Gary Wayne Anderson from Haynes City, Florida... On Saturday night, was driving his lawnmower down the street, and um, that ride ceased when he crashed it into a police car. Hmm. So he essentially offered himself up to the cops, and when the cops said, sir, you just crashed into our police car with your lawnmower, he gave them his excuse, (laughs) and he said, listen, it wasn't my fault.
1: Oh. Somebody at, else driving.
0: That, it wasn't my fault that that happened. That happened because I was drunk.
1: Okay, I mean, which
0: is what got him arrested for drunk. I was going to <laughs> say maybe
1: you want to. I mean, I guess his honesty is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I guess, but it's still your fault, even if yeah, that's the thing. But he basically just handed himself over. Uh, they did do a blood alcohol test, and he was at .241.
1: I love this part of the story. Gary Wayne Anderson, 68, crashed into the cruiser outside Rodriguez Fashion at 1100 U.S. 1792 North. Well, now we know. Now we know.
0: Where Rodriguez Fashion is.
1: That makes me think of a lady who pulled out of a parking garage this morning uh, as I was coming to work and almost T-boned me. And I about lost my mind. I was like, could you watch where you're going, lady? I mean, she wasn't, technically speaking, an old man, nor was she drunk, probably, probably. But,
0: and she was on a riding lawnmower?
1: She was not in a okay. riding lawnmower. She was driving a car, but the car had like a bunch of dents and like crumples in the front. And, and you I were thought, like, clearly hmm, this I has happened, happened before. before.
0: Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show 245 every day, we play a little game. And that game is called the
1: Throwback, Throwback Live line. on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search.